When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with Watson X Governance. Learn more at ibm.com slash governance. IBM, let's create. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey guys, on this episode of Get Real Podcast, I have Summer Fawn Carolyn Duncan. Yes, we talked about all four of her names, which is amazing. She is the beautiful girlfriend of John Party. They just celebrated their two-year anniversary. And this was a really fun episode because Michael and I went over to their house and cooked dinner afterwards and we had a blast. Love them so much. Summer is so cool. She's so drop dead gorgeous and she's just the coolest, most laid back chick in the world. The story of how John and Summer met is amazing. Summer is an incredible hairstylist and she was living in California and her client was really good friends with John's mom. And so John's mom and her client basically set John and Summer up. And their first date was John flying Summer out to Colorado to come to one of his shows. Neither one of them knew each other. They had only heard about each other from Summer's client and, of course, John's mom. And it was just a blind date for the whole weekend. It went amazing. They fell in love instantly. She tells me so many great things about John, like how great he is at communicating, how he's so sentimental, really sweet stuff. Like this sweet big old cowboy is such a little sentimental heart and it's amazing. And they're such a great match. And she also talks about the biggest fight they ever had, which had to do with her perfect Christmas tree. You're not going to want to miss that. So here is Summer. Is your middle name? Fawn is my first. Summer Fawn is one. Summer Fawn. Summer Fawn. Do people call you Summer Fawn? No. But I've been p- called Fawn and I've been called Summer, but no Summer Fawn. But you're supposed to be called technically Summer Fawn. Technically. It's a hyphenated Summer Fawn. Carolyn is the middle. There's another one? Mm-hmm. Caroline? Carolyn. Carolyn. I mean, I'll do Caroline. Summer Fawn, Carolyn Duncan. Duncan. Okay, are you like British or something? Horrible for names? signing like legal documents. <laughs> no British, no nothing. It, my, I, I forget which parent chose which name, but they were like arguing over Summer versus Fawn. So they're like, well, Summer Fawn. I love and it. Then, um, Caroline is my grandma. I love that. Okay, so you are just like covered in the name department. Mm-hmm. So you have a very exciting upbringing. And it has to do with your dad in particular. Yes. Because he is like, y'all like raised all sorts of exotic animals. <laughs> and you're from California. Yes. And you grew up with like zebras. 
all things. What kind of animals it, did you grow up with? Oh, zebras, donkeys, mini donkeys to be exact, mini ponies, regular size horses, rams, I mean, pigs, peacocks, dogs. What did you do with all these animals? They're just pets. They were all pets? All pets. My dad, growing up, was like an animal fanatic. He had like a pet boa constrictor that lived under his bed. What? And he had a pet alligator, I think. I mean, maybe I made this up, but I'm pretty sure he had a pet alligator that lived <laughs> in his pool for a point in time. What? Um, just crazy things. He had a pet skunk. I always wanted a pet skunk. Was it d It was, it was d Yeah. D- so it didn't, didn't like spray on him? No. Um, Did he just love animals? He loves animals. And he just like hangs out with them all? What does he do with all of them? They're just there. So you kind of lived on like a farm? Yeah. It's like a ranch. It's 20 acres divided into two pastures and then the house. And um, it's just fun. It was like you wake up, you go out there, you feed the animals, and then they just do their thing all day. And you come back, you feed them again. And they're just fun. It's like just something peaceful about it. You know, like when I I lived out there for a point in time, obviously after my whole childhood, but I was building a house. And so I moved there for like the six month period and I lived in the guest house, which was above the barn. And so like I had to get used to all of the pigeons doing their little coos because my bedroom was right above their little stall. So you have pet pigeons also? So we have pigeons that my dad tie dyes. They're homing pigeons. He tie dyes them? He tie dyes them. So they're all like multicolored? They're so colorful. I'll show you a video later. They're so colorful. (laughs) It's amazing. So there's like 20 of them and they fly in this, you know, massive circle together. All tied. And they're all tie-dyed. And they love it. Oh. Like they actually love it. Is your dad, like, is he just the craziest? He's crazy. What's he like? What is it like growing up with a crazy with animal a crazy loving man? fool? <laughs> <laughs> the best ever. Is he um, just like an, an adventure adrenaline junkie? Yes. Which I don't know how my mom has handled it for this long, but they they work well. But yeah, he's... He's a wild man and he loves adventure and he loves thrill seeking things. And I mean, we've talked about your dad and my dad and not, not ever meeting. They, I maybe know, then they try to go like <laughs> one up each other and survive in some like foreign uh, wilderness. Yes. With yeah. all the, animals. my dad could easily be on like naked and afraid. Oh, or yes. a survivor. And love it. You have he to tell thrive. the story about the zebra with your dad's finger. Oh, <laughs> cause that to me is like, <laughs> so yeah. Zebra finger. Larry you the have animal a pet man. Zebra. So pet zebra Newman. The Newman was the OG zebra. Get in there. Yeah. Um and so my dad being like Noah's Ark modern day <laughs> decided that every other animal we have has like a pair or more cuz they need a buddy. Right. So aside from like we have a mini bull named Wee Man and he's the only mini bull that we have, but he loves to hang out with like the donkeys. So they're his people. And so Newman was the only zebra. And so my dad's like, well, I should get him a girlfriend. And so we then got Juliet. Little did we know that apparently zebras being like wild animals don't do well with competition. Even if it's opposite sex? Well, Newman was like in love with my dad. Oh, 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 oh. So like, oh. My, New, like my dad is Newman's person. And Newman's not the weeble. He's the zebra. Newman's the zebra. Okay. So we brought Juliet in. So then Newman and Juliet then fought for my dad's attention. Even though your dad was just, your dad was just trying to get him a girlfriend. Yes. He was just trying to get him laid, man. Just trying to get him something, you know, like, (laughs) so long story short, we had to separate them into separate pastures every, you know, but it's fine now. Juliet, she's a whole nother story, but my dad, I mean, he's 72. He's had years of experience with feeding animals and like everyone knows if you're going to feed a horse or like an animal you you know you tuck your fingers and pull them back okay yeah and you keep them together so you don't have you know a finger out loose there limbs to be chomped on <laughs> and he was feeding newman with his left hand one day just some oats and like i don't know if he looked away momentarily or if he just like got relaxed and his middle finger kind of curled up and then it was gone. Newman just like, bit just, it off. Just bit it off. Did he eat it? He ate it. No. He ate it. And then not only does my dad, like a normal human would be like, oh my God, I have to go to the doctor or like the hospital, whatever. He gets out his phone and starts Instagramming <laughs> and recording live video of his 
finger missing with like the bone and just blood and i'm like does he think it's awesome he thinks it's amazing is he so glad the zebra ate his finger i mean i'm sure at this point like it's probably like a 50 50 but is it a great conversation conversation piece God, for him? it's he yeah the the insurance people that was his favorite i think when they called to like figure out what the deals with the hospital bill and like the story well my zebra bit my finger off <laughs> i mean can you get that covered i don't know, I don't know. But he filmed everything. He filmed it from the moment he bit it off. Then he filmed it in the kitchen when he was talking to my mom. And then he filmed it at the actual hospital where they were cutting it and stitching it. I'm like, I don't think that's legal. But oh. he did it. Oh, my gosh. So, so you just had a wild childhood. I had a, I had a very fun childhood. What's one of your best memories of growing up? Um, that just brings you so much happiness when you think about it. I mean, probably just ranch life. Like... I mean, obviously, it's back before internet and all those things of being, you know, a teenager and AOL dial-up. But just being a kid out on the ranch and catching tadpoles, and that was one thing that my brother and I always did was we had a little pond, like a, not a legit pond, but a down by our fence, water would collect, and then we'd go catch tadpoles. And every year, my dad catches, you know, some gopher snakes and king snakes, and we got to play with those. It was just, I think, growing up like on the ranch and then with all the animals. And does your That's brother fun. have an awesome name too? He is Hawk. Hawk. Hawk, like the bird. Hawk. Chase Robert fun. Hawk Duncan, but I think he he may have legally changed it at some point. So y'all are a four name family. We're, f- we're four name. Chase Robert Hawk family. I mm-hmm. mean Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I Just love us. that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then so you grow up, you have this awesome exotic childhood. Yes. You are like living such a fun life. It was fun. And out in California. Mm-hmm. Then you're like, I freaking love hair. I'm going to go to hair school. Hair started when I was about 14. Okay, I knew I loved this it. Passion. Um, I would get my hair done and then I would go home. And fix it? And fix it. <laughs> like my mom would pay whatever amount I'm sure was not like appropriate for a 14 year old, but I had to have highlights. Oh, of course. And so she would pay for this to get done. And then I would like go home and fry my hair off with, you know, box bleach from Save Mart. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so, but I started cutting hair, I think, oh gosh, I was probably 17 and I was working at our family business and we had a big warehouse where we would do like tie dye and stuff. What's the family business? Um, it started as Duncan Enterprise or Duncan Ceramics and then it went to, I love to create, it's just all arts and crafts. So any kind of tie dye you've ever done or any kind of tulip fabric paints or scribbles, any kind of iron-on crystals or just fun, like, all kinds of arts and crafts. Okay. Anything. Okay, just creative. Creative. So I used to be in design and marketing, and so I got to make the displays for, like, Michael's Ooh. and Joanne's. Like, like you can create this with these products. And so I would create that finished look. And then it'd go to the stores. And they'd go to the stores. That's kind of And exciting. so after hours, we would cut hair in like the big aisles of the warehouse just for fun just for fun a couple of the girls there that trusted me not I don't know why but <laughs> in the aisles of the stores you just be cutting hair okay so long story short it would it turned out fine so you're like okay this is a passion and I yeah. want to pursue this so then I started assisting the girl I was my senior year of high school um or maybe right when I graduated I was what 17 18 so I started assisting the lady that had done my hair this whole time Learned from her, did a little bit of the apprentice program, and then I transferred everything to beauty school and finished there and went straight to working at a salon. And then at 22, I opened up my salon. How was that to open your own salon at 22? Were you amazing, Or were you just ready? I was so excited. And my dad was like, you're basically like batshit crazy. (laughs) And it was not a strong point in the economy and just a small business. Like everything was a bad idea from his standpoint of being in business for so many years. And so I have like my dad, who's this realist, my mom, who's an optimist. So she's like, it's going to be great. Uh." How was it? (laughs) It was great. It was great. It was great. And my uncle who had passed away years ago had left me a little bit of money. And so, you know, it was supposed to be for college, but I, I did the beauty school thing. And, um, so I asked my dad if he, you know, do you think that Gary would, be okay with me spending money on this. And he's like, I mean, if that's what you want to do, like, sure. And so I opened that at 22 and had 13 girls working for me. 
Dang, sister. So it was fun. And great girls. We're all still a team now. Like, fast forward, my best friend now has a salon, and all the girls went with her when I moved out here. Um, so when I go home and do hair, we all just still be together, which is fun. Okay, so you kind of, so then your story takes a turn because yes. you meet John Party. John. And Sarah that John. is why you moved out here for the party yes. animal himself. <laughs> party, party, party. Yes. So you guys have quite the interesting meeting because your mother's introduced you, right? His mom and my client. Okay. So how did that happen? So his mom, okay. My client, longtime client, family friend. But how do y'all even know each other? Cause you're over here. Is he from California? He's from California, but we didn't know okay. each other. So Is his mom living in California. Yeah. So she lives up North and I grew up like three hours South of where he was from. And so my client had been friends with his mom for okay. years, like long time years. And so they had stayed in touch with all the moves and whatnot. And, um, cause John moved a lot. No, but my client moving like to down oh. south and then to Fresno, and then his mom always stayed up north. Okay, but they still remain friends. So my my client Ellen would go up to visit his mom, and so they were like legit friends. They were friends. Like they have a whole group of girlfriends. I, f- I forget. Do I call it the Yayas or something? I don't remember. Okay, maybe I made that up. I don't know. <laughs> but they all stayed in touch, and so I guess they were talking one day. I don't really know the full story because it's kind of like a blur now thinking back, but I remember getting a voicemail from Ellen when I was at work and she was like, Ellen is your client. Ellen's my client. Okay. And so I had had years of just like not the greatest relationships. And so I had been at a point now where I was like single and I had my dog and I had my house and my salon and I'm like, life's great. You're like killing it. Like I don't need a man. No, I'm, I'm great. I got my dog Cooper. Like we're buddies. You're like, I got my business rocking. Yeah, and so I get this voicemail at work one day, and Ellen's like, hey, you know, I I have this guy I want you to meet. Like, he's a great guy, family guy, grew up in the country, you know, tall, all the things. Never mentioned anything about who he was or what he did for work. I just assumed he was, like, a local, because I was never going to leave Fresno. You love Fresno. I loved Fresno, and I was like, this is my place. Just being, you grew up there. Grew up there, and it was like, it's a great place like place for family and and my family was there. I never went away to, to college. So it wasn't like I experienced anything else. You and I just, it. yeah, I loved it. I had the business, I had all my clients and I just always had that mindset of like, I'm never going to leave here. Yeah. And then, so then I was wrong. Ellen says, I got this dude. So, had John hit yet? He was in the middle of like really breaking out. He, yeah. Right? So I think he had just, one ACM's new artist of the year. And did you know who he was? No. So, you, or were you a country music fan? I've always listened to country. But you didn't like, know since who John day was? one. But I don't know any names anymore. It's like I mean, I knew like Garth Brooks, Alan mm-hmm. Jackson, George Strait, like the OGs that we yeah. grew up with. When I, when you used to like go act- and actually buy, you know, CDs or like cassette tapes. Yeah. Back at the, you know, then it, now it's just like you stream things, so you don't right. necessarily know who it is. You just hear a song. Yes. So I'd heard his songs, but I, didn't, I had no idea and. And you didn't really know what he looked like. No, and at this point, when I had this voicemail, I didn't even know who he was. And so then she's like, call me if you want to know more. <laughs> like, so I'm well, like, well, heck yeah. Call. So I call her and I'm like, tell me more about this guy. Like, when can I meet him? And she's like, well, he's in country music. And I was like, no. <laughs> You're like, no, why? Not interested. Like, why? Like, I, didn't, I don't know. I didn't want to be a part of this whole, like, my initial thought was sex, drugs, rock and roll, and like groupie hoes, <laughs> which, you know. <laughs> Obviously, I've been proven wrong, but right. That was but my initial stigma. thought. Yeah, I was like, "That's a whole different life." Like, obviously, that means no Fresno, and so I was kind of like, mm. "And so I talked to a couple of my girlfriends about it, and they're like, 50-50. Like, half of them were like, "Go for it. What What do you have to lose?" And the other half was like, "I don't like the way that that sounds. Like, mm-hmm. we're with you on that. Don't Don't meet him." And so he was actually in my hometown. So had you Googled him and now you know So then I Googled like him and, and, and I was like, like oh, okay, he's so cute. Yes, adorable, like freaking modern day Elvis <laughs> I mean, and James Dean-ish. Sick and precious. He's so, so sweet. <laughs> and um, so he... So you already know you have to meet him because he's so stinking right. cute. But I still was like, I just, it was one of those things, like I'm not an, like really adventurous Yes, you are. You grew no. up with a wild man I as mean, a dad. Yeah, but as far as like my, like I was such, I'm such a routine person. Like John makes fun of me because I have the same breakfast every day. What is it? A scrambled egg. Just one? I mean, sometimes I might do like a fried egg. 
but one just, one egg and some coffee you scrambled just one egg <laughs> i don't <laughs> love breakfast like i'd rather save my calories for like a really good lunch or dinner but so you're just breakfast gonna, is so boring to me scramble one good old one egg. egg i make him three eggs and then he's like can i get some meat like <laughs> Like, okay, <laughs> so I made, you know, whatever he wants, like but bacon or sausage I'm just or easy. Like, I don't want to be like full in the morning. You just want to get going. Yeah. So I just, so. that's like, routine I was a girl. routine person. So I'm like, this breaks my routine. Mm-hmm. This breaks my like, wake up Fresno work, Fresno, everything Fresno related. Uh-huh. And I just wasn't, I wasn't sure about it. I was so set in my ways. Right. And so my best friend was like, get the hell out of Dodge. Like you need to shake it up, shake it girl. So, and she had been married at this point and like, I'm like, okay, so I need to venture out. So he was performing in my hometown, but I happened to be in Vegas. Okay. And my friend, they're like, cancel your trip. I'm like, no. What were you doing in Vegas? With friends. Just having a weekend. Yes. Okay. So we had a group of us in Vegas and I'm like, I'm not going to cancel this. I don't even know the guy. Yeah, you're like, I'm not going to cancel my trip for right. something that's probably not going to even yes. pan out. And so, and mind you, John didn't even text me until the day of his show. Stop. Like, Hey, <laughs> uh, you know, this, this is John, like your client gave me your number. And if you want to come to the show tonight with some of your friends, like would love to meet you. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm not here. So, and we just kind of like played it nonchalant. Okay. So that was his initial meeting. That was his initial, like, come out and hang, just shoot you a text in the dark. Like, (laughs) hi. So, (laughs) so, okay. So it didn't happen. Didn't happen. I'm in, I was like, sorry, I'm in Vegas. And so then that went into like, well, when, you know, when are you free? Okay. So he's, so I, I think I said something like maybe next time you're in town he's like, well, that could be like a year from now, which obviously I didn't know how that whole lifestyle worked. Yeah. And so he's like, well, I'm free. I have two days in Denver that following week where he had two shows when they happened to be like both in Denver. So he was going to be, you know, stationary. stationary. And so I'm like, so he's like, come see me. Is that so what he's he like, can I fly you out here? What? Y'all have never even right. met? And so. Whoa, Summer, <laughs> you guys have never even met. No, and he looked at my picture for like, he said, I looked at your picture for three days. And then I decided I'd crawl. I'm like, okay, God. If he wasn't a cute country star, that would be super right. creepy. So <laughs> Wait, I, I looked at your picture for three looked days. Looked at your picture for like three days, and I figured I'd call you. I was like, oh, you're so romantic. My God. I mean, that is kind of sweet in a kind of creepy way. And so <laughs> I was like, okay. I'm just kidding. It's uh, not creepy. That's no. really sweet. I thought. Well, so I thought it was kind of. I mean, there's a, there's a little thing of creepiness in there. If I don't know you, and I'm not gonna like, I don't have an escape plan. Like, I can't just get in my car and drive back to California. I guess because you trust your client, you yeah. know that he's going to be a decent so I, person. So I did have that. You know she's not going to set you up with a serial killer. Yeah, no Ted Bundy's here. So he's like, let me fly you. So he's like, let me fly you to Denver. And I was like, can I bring a friend? I'll pay for her flight. Like, I'm not asking. Like, I was like, I'm not asking you to pay for her. I just, do you mind if I bring someone? To, I just don't know. You. You. <laughs> Like very just, like, we put I, it out there. Because I just <laughs> don't know who you are. And he was telling, he was like, that's totally fine. <laughs> Summer, I freaking love so, you. <laughs> he got my flight. I got her flight. It was great. Were she, you nervous? I was so nervous. Every other day that week, I was like, I'm going to cancel. <laughs> I even at one point, I think I tried to cancel because I had dropped my confirmation from his travel agent, but I couldn't change my flight because it had booked, been booked third party. Okay. So I was like, oh shit. You're stuck. I'm stuck. Like it's happening. And so. And you know what? You're ready. You're ready for some adventure. Yeah. You got your friend. You got your yes. backup. Okay. And my friend had been going through like a rough relationship time. So on the days that I was like, I don't want to go. I'm nervous. I'm scared. She's like, we're going. Like, I need this trip. We're going. You need to go. We're going. Let's do it. Okay. So I'm dying to know how this played out. So, how did the trip play out? <laughs> the night that I was packing, the power goes out. In your house? In my house. Okay. Like the whole neighborhood. And I'm like, is this a sign? I don't, I mean, should, am I supposed to go? Like, oh my God. So anyways, I ended up going. We get there. You know, my girlfriend and I, we go to the hotel. We get all dressed up for this first meeting. And he's performing at Blue Moon Brewery. It's like a little radio show. So it was a small private gig. How long did you think about your outfit? That first outfit? 
I think I think I had it like nailed down on the flight over. Okay. I was like casual, not too like. Right, you know, I think right. I had like black jeans on and an army like t-shirt. Yeah, because you want jewelry. You want to like try not but too not hard. too hard. Yes, and oh, so yeah. I was feeling really good. Like I was feeling confident. Like even if we don't click, like this will be a fun girls' weekend. And I didn't have any weird nervousness. It was very interesting for me. I don't know. So we go in and he's like, when you get here, call this number. And it was his tour manager. And he goes, my guy will come out and get you. I mean, this is one heck of a way to meet somebody. Right. So I see his tour manager, Trey, coming around the corner. (laughs) I'm like, okay, here we go. So he takes us back to where John and the guys are, like, just hanging out before the show. And it was like... Nothing. It was like we'd known each other for years. So was y'all's initial conversation easy? So easy. What did y'all Which talk is about? awkward because I'm so shy. You are? Y- yes. You're s- I I'm so like freaking you're shy. shy. I'm you're so shy? shy. Yes. No. I've gotten better being out here and being in John's life. Like it's you've you're forced to not be. I do not feel like you're shy. I'm so shy. Really? So awkward, yeah. Oh my god, you do not <laughs> seem that way. I'm so it's so bad. But So um, what did, how did the initial meeting go? Like when you walk in the room? What happens? Honestly, it was such a blur. I think I was so excited. And it was just like this energy that I had never experienced before with, when meeting someone. And obviously, I was like, oh, my God, he's so hot <laughs> and tall. And like sexy, tight jeans and cowboy boots and a hat. Oh, my God. You're like, did I dream you up? <laughs> and so I, I don't even know what we talked about. It was probably something about how we met. I don't even know. But it just flowed and it, we were laughing and it was like the band guys were so nice. And it, it was literally like we've been friends for forever. And my girlfriend, I mean, she's freaking hilarious. And so. So does she have fun too being she, the third wheel? Oh, we had a great time. So she she had so much fun. No. Being like she, your sidekick? No. She had a blast. And um, we had that first night we watched his show, which was super fun. And we ended up going to dinner afterwards um you john and your friend and two of his band members okay and we had great dinner at a steakhouse then we went to a champagne bar after had way too much champagne and then we went back to the hotel and john of course was like you like come cuddle and i'm like no sir i don't like nice try and he was trying so hard it was so cute because he was like i I just want to talk to you and like cuddle and i'm like "Uh (laughs) uh-huh and so he walked. That's cute that he it said was, you want to come it cuddle. It was sweet. He walked us back to our room, my girlfriend and I. No. I said no. Summer said no. I said no. Go, girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I'm after like, that whole first roll-in <laughs> meeting, it'd be hard to say no to a little I was time. like, you're welcome to come hang out with us for a bit. And so he came to our room for maybe like 20 minutes. And then he's like, you sure you don't want to come cuddle? <laughs> I'm like, I'll see you tomorrow. And I had told him. That day, I said, I had a girlfriend and her husband that lived in Denver. And I was like, we're going to go. Just like this. I'm going to come undone. Yeah. Did I? Oh. Yeah. You're good. You're perfect. I'm You're unscrewing perfect. the cord. <laughs> um, so I said, we're going to brunch tomorrow. If you are interested in coming, like, no pressure. I know you might be busy. And, of course, his first response earlier that day when we first met was, yeah, you know, like, I probably have, like, an interview or something. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Totally. Okay. Makes sense. Good. Good. Yeah. So the next morning, I just gave him, like, a courtesy text of, like, hey, I know you said you might have, like, things going on, but we're going to brunch at 10 if you want to come. Yeah. And he's, like, pick me up out front. I'm, like, mm-hmm. Okay. The interviews fell through. Okay. Yeah. So we had brunch with my friends. It was fun. It was, like, chill. And then it turned into a whole day of, like, we went to the mall in Denver. And we and went he shopping. We had the day, day off the whole day. And no show that night. No, we had a, he had a show that night at the Drizzly Rose. Okay, okay. Which is like super honky tonk. And fun. So fun. And um, that was like his first real show that I was going to see. Because the previous night was just like at a bar guitar pool place. thing. Okay, yeah. So we spent the whole day with like his buddy Mal flew in and he's a comedian. He's a freaking crack up. And his girlfriend and their friend. It was just like a whole group of us that like met and just got along so well so easy and we like walked around the mall and went shopping and had drinks and like just i don't know it was just fun and um, were you like nervous like tingly, i was totally excited. nervous i was so nervous and then like at one point he was walking behind me and put his hands on my waist oh. and i was like done <laughs> game over <laughs> but it was nice to experience that and have 
Like you had butterflies. Yeah. All oh. Like you're just like I am. Pissed. I I text my mom and I said something like, "Sell my house, sell my clothes, <laughs> and send my dog." Like I'm done. Done. And she was like, "Oh shit." Okay. So and then she she was like, you know, remember when you sent me that text message? And she's like, I told Allie, who's my best friend. She's like, I told Allie, like I think Summer's, I think she's serious. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Yep. So that was it. So then I flew home. And what, how did you feel when you flew home? I was Were you so a changed sad. person? I was so sad, but also so like giddy. And it was so funny because that night at the Grizzly Rose, they had bus call at like 1 a.m. And so we had the show. We, we like dance. We hang out. We have our, we had our first dance to Wheeler Walker Jr. Oh, that's so romantic. So romantic. That's kind of awesome. I have that on camera, uh-huh. on film. And okay. so. What was the song? Something so cool. Uh, dro- sure. Drop them out. <laughs> Let me see them knockers. Okay. <laughs> it was flawless. We had a flawless dance. Yeah. And um, as the bus was leaving that night, he was like, Waving out the window. John was? <laughs> yeah. So he was smitten kitten. He was. He. I remember he was telling me that he was texting, like, his manager and stuff. Like, I just met this girl, and, like, she's the real deal or something. Or, like, she's, like, a walking Carl's Jr. commercial. <laughs> like, whatever his funny things. I don't know. He was just. He was so funny. And then, like, Jen Wayne. I met her recently after that, after meeting him. And she was like, oh, my God. John texted me when he met you. And I was like, I have to meet this girl because he was totally in, he was in it. <laughs> like, okay, let's well, get to know. Like, we're on the same page. <laughs> and so that last day with him, he had asked me to come back and be his date for the CMT Awards, which was like a month later. Okay. And I was like, oh shit. Like, okay. okay. All right. That's a big I mean, deal. I'll come. And he had his people book my flight like right then. And I'm like, I, I'm going. I guess I'm going. Dad deserves something really nice for Father's Day. But let's face it, we usually don't do it. Big gifts are for Mother's Day. Picking something up on the way is for Father's Day. Well, let's make Father's Day something this year with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. It whips up over 60 premium cocktails on demand, each ready at the push of a button. And right now, you get $50 off the Bartesian Cocktail Maker when you buy one pack of Dad's favorite cocktail capsules. Dad will publicly love that you saved 50 on the countertop machine that crafts premium cocktails on demand. And he'll secretly love that you splurged on him for Father's Day with the gift of a Bartesian. Because the only thing that lets Dad know he's the world's number one dad better than a world's number one dad coffee mug is an artisan cocktail in his hand. Make dad's Father's Day and Father's Day cocktails with all natural juices and bitters without making any mess at all. Visit com backslash father to get $50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian. Premium cocktails on demand. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Electricity has always been synonymous with power. And in the BMW i4 M50, power is more refined than ever. It's 100% electric and 100% BMW. Listen carefully and you'll make out the sound of over 500 horses stampeding at a whisper. Experience the rush of pure performance as BMW M-Engineered handling takes you through every twist in turn. And elevate each moment of your drive with a suite of cutting-edge technology, including a BMW Intelligent Personal Assistant that gets smarter with every interaction. I've started guidance. And the most advanced iDrive operating system yet for the most powerful vehicle of its kind. Introducing the BMW i4 M50. Silence has never said so much. BMW, the ultimate electric driving machine. So that was a month in between which we wouldn't see each other. And so how did the communication go? Nonstop texting, phone calls, which I had never been a phone call person. So y'all are like, talking on the phone all the time? All the time. And I hate phone talking. Like every day, every day, texting, talking. Yes. And so 
my best friend when I got home, you know, we were talking about it and John and I were texting and she's like, you're not going to see each other for a month. And she was like reading our text messages and she's like, that's not going to work out. She goes, you need to go like see each other now. Yeah. And so I had the ability to move my clients, which is great. And so I'm like, okay, I can make this work where I can cram everybody into like two days and then take off again. And so I then met him like four days later in Nebraska. Okay, and how was that? Did you have cuddle time that time? We totally had cuddle time. <laughs> and was it, it was great? so awkward, like the fr- like rolling my suitcase up to the bus, and I'm like, like, do we kiss? Do I mean like? Because had y'all kissed yet? He kissed me goodbye. So y'all had just uh, had like one we had kiss. like one kiss. Yeah. Was it like a big kiss or was it just like a little kiss? It was a, like a medium kiss. Okay. Not okay. sloppy. Not not too long. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, it was just, and that was it. Then you're out. Yeah. Of there. And then it was like bye. So that's what you left with, like yes. totally. Okay, cliffhanger. So, yeah. So then that week later, I went and met him, and it was like. So it, did y'all kiss right away? No. Like I was so nervous, and I think he was nervous. It took about an hour. And then how did it happen? <laughs> <laughs> then we were like cuddling on the bus, and then he just reached over and like pulled my face and kissed me, <laughs> and that was that. Oh my gosh, I died. Done deal. <sighs> so yeah, that it was that was my first time being on the bus, and. I was spoiled because it was just John, his bass player and tour manager. It was a, like, I think he was out with Tim and Faith. And so it was a, you know, not the full band. So that was a good intro to my first bus experience because then the following trip was like two weeks later, I started doing it like a two weeks on with him and then a week home working and then back for two weeks. Um, and that, that was the rest of my life from that point on. <laughs> so it, it never stopped. It never that. stopped. And did y'all just become official right then? No, it took a couple months, I think. It did? It took, yeah, for him to call me his girlfriend. How did that happen? <sighs> that was hilarious. He, he, like, we had talked about things, like, you know, are you seeing other people? Because I'm not. Just want to make sure we're on the same page. And he's like, nope, nope, all about you, like, blah, blah, blah. But you never know. Like, it's new. And so. Did you still have fears of, like, your initial fears of what like dating oh, yeah. a musician For would be sure. like. Yeah. Cause there were weekends that I wasn't out and you see things on Instagram, you know, like mm-hmm. can't help it. But I just had a feeling about it that I was like, okay, I trust this. And it was a good thing and a good feeling. And when I saw him and like, we talked so much like before show, after show throughout the rest of the night all the time. And so, um, I think it was probably five months in we were on the bus one night and somebody said something and he was like, Oh, this, this is my girlfriend. And I was like, Oh, mm. you want to talk about that? Cause I didn't agree about that. I mean, like you want to talk about, <laughs> I didn't know anything about this, <laughs> but yet. it was sweet. It was like proud moment of like, she's mine. Like, let's make this official. And so of course it felt good for me. And, um, in my mind it was already like a thing, you know? And so that, that was that. And then a couple of weeks later we were having Thai food for lunch and he out of nowhere was like, so when you move here, are you going to bring your car? And I was like, again, do you want to talk about this? <laughs> so he just makes up his mind. Like, it's just like, she's coming. And so, yeah, so that's, I moved, I think it was, um, we met in May and I moved out here officially for Christmas. And did you, so then did you just like sell your, I sold my house, my best friend and I had built houses side by side. And that was amazing. That was an awesome experience for two years. And we both sold our houses and her and her husband found a great house. And I just sold mine, <laughs> sold my car. Um, what about your salon? My, so the year, let's see, I met John. So October before I met John, it was like what, four months before I met him. My lease was up at my salon. And so it was either renew or figure out plan B. And I wasn't, I didn't love the business side of the business. Mm -hmm. Like I loved hair and I'm so passionate about hair. And I think being such a small business, I wasn't willing to give up the control. And so I had a lot on my plate of stress wise of like taxes and just managing a business thing Mm -hmm. because my art is doing hair. Mm -hmm. And And so the business side is kind of like frustrating. Yeah. And so, um, I talked with the girls and I, you know, was like, what's your guys' thought on if we, 
if I don't renew for Tangled? Do we move, you know, to like these little individual suites kind of thing? And we had options. And so long story short, everything worked out perfectly. Like there couldn't have been a more perfect ending to that whole situation. So we all still got to work together, but we had our own private suites mm-hmm. and every girl got to be basically their own boss okay. and they had their own like business name. And, and then when I, after I met John, that's when Allie opened up her salon and then all the girls went to her place. So it kind um, of was just seamless. It was seamless. Like in the craziest way, which I, people always say like everything happens. And it, when it's supposed to happen, it works out. Right. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then never in my life have I experienced that in a truer form. Like from me meeting John, like actually from the business not renewing first was like, okay, let's make a decision to not renew that. And then I met John and I'm like, damn, if I had kept tangled, I wouldn't be able to travel the way I was. Mm-hmm. And then selling my house and my best friend getting pregnant. And so it was just like, it all worked out so crazy so and it was it so meant tr- to be. Does it make you trust like, things more or timing of oh life. yeah yeah absolutely which I always I didn't I didn't say I doubt it doubted it when I was you know growing up the whole thing but it's definitely like you've okay, seen it play out in your it's, own life it's real deal yeah yeah so like when something's meant to be it's meant to be mm-hmm. but do you have do you think that you have to like allow yourself to follow for it for sure if I would have not gone this. yeah yeah it's crazy so, okay, so how are the CMT Awards when you went to the first, your first award show? It was fun. I didn't walk the carpet with him or anything. So I was thinking that I was going to have to do all that, and I was so freaked out. And then it was like a, okay, like a relief of like, okay, okay we're just, we're just going to go. And he walked the carpet and did his thing, and I hung out with his managers, which are awesome. All, like, majority girl team he has, mm-hmm. which was so cool, and they're so sweet. And, um, we got all dressed up. He had a lady that did my hair and makeup and he got it all set up for you. He had it all set up. Stop. And so it it, it was so sweet. He's such a cowboy, but he's so thoughtful. (laughs) I know it was sweet. Um, it was fun. We, we ended up leaving right after I I forgot if he was presenting something. I'm so bad, but we ended up leaving. We went to dinner at Jeff Ruby's steakhouse, which was my first experience there. And it was so good. (laughs) And it was just a fun night. We ended up going bowling after that with some friends. Um, and that was it. It was like over like that. Were you nervous to like walk into the country music? I was community? so nervous. And I had to meet everybody. And what did you think about meeting like people that you've seen on TV? Everyone was so nice. And it was like, no, I thought it was going to be weird. But like the first, before this even happened, he had CMT. Um, interviews like the day before the CMT awards. And so we were at the CMT headquarters downtown and I was literally standing elbow to elbow with Keith Urban and they were talking all buddy, buddy. And I'm like, what is this life? Were you, were you normal? I mean, I was kind of dying inside, <laughs> but I was very composed. John was like, I'm so like, I'm shocked. You weren't like crazy or like asking for pictures. And I'm like, well, I mean, I would never do that, but I was definitely dying inside Yeah, it's Keith for Urban. sure. Like dying inside. I mean, everybody that was in there, it was like, Wow, like, and every, they're all just normal people. Yeah, and they're so nice, and it was just like just another day at the job. Have you felt now that you've been with John two years? Because y'all just had your two-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Have you felt? Do you feel now like super comfortable in the oh, yeah. country music community yeah. around everybody? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's just like friends and family mm-hmm. in a sense. Everyone is so inviting, so nice. Even if you don't know them, or like we we passed. Um, John performed the Nissan thing for CMA Fest with Thomas and um, the whole like little big town gang was there. And I do one of the wife's hair and they all like, I haven't met any of them really formally, but they were all like, Oh my God. Hey girl. And I was like, that's sweet. Like, this is awesome. They're just, everyone's so nice. Mm -hmm. So it is something about country music is so down home. Yeah. Good people. Yes, they have these awesome careers, but it's still just regular people. Yeah. Everybody's like that. Totally normal. So it's nice. It was, I was pleasantly surprised being that my initial thought of this whole lifestyle was like, you know, all bad things. Right. Well, that's what you see growing up behind yeah. the music. Yeah. On VH1 and all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's been good. 
Okay, so how have the two years been moving away from Fresno, leaving Fresno that you swore you would never leave? Mm-hmm. Now you're like on the road all the time. This girl who loves her routine never <laughs> probably has one. How has that all been? It's been great. What has it taught you about yourself? <sighs> that, I mean, basically that I just had more patience than I ever thought I had, really. And that I am open to not being in control of my life and every part of it, which was tough. What have you um, found to be the benefit of being open and not in control? You're just happier. You think, yeah. Yeah. Like, do you feel like, like you experience things that you could just never have imagined? Yes. And it, you know, cause like when I was in Fresno, everything, like, like I said, was routine and I had, you know, it was literally like if I didn't have my stevia drops for my coffee, if I was out or I didn't get all four of them, I was like, my day was ruined really and it just like it would throw it off and i'd be like oh my god and it, so being you know in this so lifestyle with like john least of your yeah so it's like i don't have i mean even if i wanted to have a routine like that it's really kind of impossible so it's like the adjustment from living out of a suitcase and eating whatever you can at catering and sleeping when you get to sleep like it's just it's been fun Did it take a moment for you to adjust to it or did you get into it right away? I got into it right away. Somehow I have no, I think I was just so in love and so willing to do whatever like this. I just, even my best friend, she's like, I don't know who you are. So have you like morphed into a different person? Kind of obviously the same, same person, but so much more like, I don't know what the word, like not lax. I don't know. Like, like laid back. Yeah. Which I've always been very laid back personality wise Mm -hmm. but lifestyle wise it was you know I had to be in control of everything so now you're so it's freedom it's freedom yeah yeah that's a good way to put it and it's I still have my moments you know like when we are home for a period of time and then we have to go back on the road I'm like I was so comfortable with my health routine like it's been so healthy (laughs) (laughs) okay so how's living together been because you have this beautiful house. Living together has been fun. What have you learned about yourself and John living together? He's the first guy that I've ever dated slash lived with that I didn't pick apart. Okay, now like, why is that? The li- I, don't, I think it's just because I genuinely am, connect- like, am connected to him or with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm happy. And so like the little things don't irritate me right you know i mean there's some things like now like leaving dirty clothes next to the hamper on the floor that is just a guy thing i, I swear right? michael just takes his clothes <laughs> like, off and just puts them on the ground wherever he is i'm like it's literally right next to the hamper john right right next to the hamper i, I swear guys Stupid. such a guy thing but i just laugh like <laughs> like an ex-boyfriend i would have been like fuming over mm-hmm. and i just like because it's so him it's so, and like it's just a dude thing but it's just funny and it's like it's almost sweet in a sense because it's so obvious yes and i'm like come on dude <laughs> yeah. uh. but it's just it's good i used to be a person that was so into my alone time mm-hmm. like i would turned down hanging out with friends because I was like, no, it's my, like, it's seven o'clock PM. I'm like coming home from work and it's me and my dog and I want to chill. And so that was the biggest adjustment I think was being with someone 24 mm-hmm. seven and not only being with them 24 seven, but being on a tour bus half the week. Right. In a very small space, a very small space. And the first eight months it was John and I and 12 other guys. Dang. And so we went from that which I don't, I literally don't know. Like, and even the guys, we all laugh looking back when we talk about stories of how the heck did you do that? And you loved it. I loved it. And it didn't I loved bother it. You. It did not bother me. And none we of had, the guys' gross, smelly ways nope. got on your nerves? I think the worst part was like, and John always says it's the funniest thing I've ever said was how I've never seen so much urine on a toilet seat Ugh. on the bus. Ugh. <laughs> but like, you just deal with it. <laughs> yeah. And like, I would keep like little Clorox wipes and I just wipe it down. <laughs> Like old summer would have been like, I am not staying on here. Oh my God. Like, uh. but I just went with it and it was fun. And then we ended up going from that bus to a bus with John's bass player and his tour manager. And then John and I, and that was great. And now it's just John and I on a bus, which is awesome. awesome. Even better. Don't and bring all the dogs. 
We do not. Okay. We no. Bear, we're gonna try to bring Bear out. Because he's the most Is that the new one? That's the new one. That's the doodle mix. Is he kind of the favorite now? He's so <laughs> he's I mean he's my favorite. <laughs> I think he's maybe John's favorite, but he won't say that. Cowboy's always gonna be John's favorite. Right, because Cowboy's the OG. Cowboy's his baby. But Cowboy will like nip at people. Um uh, so And Bear's just a cuddle bug. Bear's just a big goober. He's like, no, <laughs> I'm Bear. <laughs> But I'm curious to see. We'll have to find a short run where we can bring him out for like a night. Yeah, I guess. Like we're doing a show in Georgia one night for 4th of July the, or the 3rd of July, actually. So I'm like, maybe we'll do that. Yeah. Quick up and back and see how he does on the bus. Because he's got, he's a, he's a bear dog with high anxiety. We have doggy Xanax for him. Sweet buddy. So he's so sweet. So we'll see. So you have just completely uprooted your life. You now live mm-hmm. in Nashville. You go on the road all the time. You live with boys yep. that pee on the toilet. You have no routine. And you love it. I love it. It's Isn't good. That crazy? I know. Probably you would have never dreamed that you could be Never happy in a in million this. years. Ever. So what does ever. that just go to you like now where you are now after like how you've grown up, meeting John, all this change within you. What is your takeaway on just like rolling with it? I think it's the best, best thing you can do for yourself in life and for the people around you. Why is it so hard to do that though? I think it's just a control thing or maybe it's like a fear. I don't know. Like what's the underlying fear? Change, I guess. I mean, for me it was change, Mm -hmm. but, um, I mean, John's the complete opposite of me, so he he couldn't even help me figure out what was wrong with me <laughs> or why I had such a fear of giving up things and changing my ways or changing my location. Um, but I think, I think it's good. I think it's great to allow yourself to let go and see where it takes you because, I mean, there's so many opportunities that I could have missed or maybe I have missed in the past, you know, with being the way that I was and... So that's weird to look back and think like, what, like, had I not been so dead set in my ways, where would I have been? But then again, I would never met John. And you let it all go at the and right I let time. It all go. It's yeah. all perfect timing. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about John that maybe people don't know? Mm-hmm. He doesn't keep much private about him. Like his personality, obviously hilarious, but that's, the, I mean, I think the whole world knows that. Like we can, I can look at him or he can look at me in the car and we'll just be busting up with no words or anything. But he's just... Is he he's always making you laugh? Always. And he's... I think my favorite part is how sentimental he is. Like, we had our first all-out, like, blowout fight over Christmas. Oh, wow. Oh. How'd that go? Because I'm a control freak. And my Christmas tree was, like, the Mona Lisa of Christmas trees. <laughs> and I was so proud of it. Like, he was so irritated when I... <laughs> We took, he had a show in California and I was like, okay, I'm going to put all my Christmas decorations on the bus and we'll get them back to Tennessee. Cause like Christmas is my thing. Like you wanted to decorate a tree on the bus? No, no, no. But like I had to get all my stuff. Like I, I sold everything in my life basically, but I kept my Christmas decorations because okay. I've spent like years collecting that. Okay. So this is a big deal. And Christmas so they were is still it's like my jam. So when it came time for Christmas, I was like, we are getting my ornaments, my trees, everything. Yes. So we set up a tree and I was so proud of it. And he was like, it looks like a grandma did it. And I'm like, Oh, it, this hurt your feelings. Okay. That's cool. Rude. <laughs> but he, and so he was like, where's all the fun ornaments? And I'm like, what fun ornament? He goes like the fun, like childhood ornaments. And I'm like, you can't put fun ornaments on my Mona Lisa tree. Okay. (laughs) And so we're sitting at the table one night and he's online ordering like minion ornaments and toy story ornaments. And I'm like, he's going to wreck your tree. He's going to wreck my tree. And I'm like, why don't we just get you a tree for the office and we'll do that like a fun tree. And he's like, why don't you just let me put my ornaments on the tree for the family tree? And I'm like, I was getting so fired up and this goes back to me. This really went down to the core. It went down. I mean, I was like, blood boiling and he was too like because he's like what in the world let me put my fun ornaments on but you're like oh my gosh why do you not appreciate this beautiful tree and so I mean when I say this was our first all out like I was screaming are you (laughs) serious he because he I'm like I told I'm like you don't understand that's like like putting a poop emoji on my on the Mona Lisa (laughs) you don't you can't do that and he was like 
why are you being so crazy? He's like, it's Christmas. Like you're supposed to have fun ornaments. And I'm like, it's my tree. <laughs> like I just, and then, so the worst part about this was I then text my best friend and I, we're sitting at the table and I texted her like, I'm so freaking mad. He's being so mean. And I sent it to John <laughs> across the table. Oh, and so he, the I person? was like, Oh shit. And at that point I just had to start laughing. And then he started laughing and I was like, it was like this aha moment of why am I so crazy and controlling over my Christmas, like over anything in life. Like all he wanted was to have sentimental ornaments of like a lawnmower. And he's like, I ordered you a lawnmower, babe. Like, cause I have a John Deere here at the house. And he's like, I got you the green John Deere lawnmower for your ornament. And he's like, and I got your dad a zebra and like every, and then I was like, I'm such a dick. Like I am such an asshole. He is so sweet and so sentimental. Like he's not ordering these just to be like, hey, let me, mess let me up ruin your tree. Your tree. Like he got his his grandma a little bottle of Tito's, like the you know travel size. She loves Tito's. Cause Noni loves dirty, dirty like not dirty martinis, but she does. But she drinks vodka like water. On her. <laughs> just a solo cup filled with vodka. And so, so everything had yeah, like they were all meaningful to him in a way which I didn't realize. That was our, you know, like I never knew his Christmas history and he didn't know mine. And so he's like the sweetest part about him is that I think people may, maybe they don't see that part as how sentimental he is. And it is so freaking sweet. And so that was, a, I learned, I learned something big that day. So do you think that let you let go of control even more? Yeah. You're oh, just yeah. like dropping control left and right. I know. Summer, you're going to turn into like a full-blown hippie. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, Free, it's good. Peace, love, and it's freedom good. over I here. Know. I'll still always have that little, that little smidgen in the corner. Just in the corner. Just in the you corner. You can't get rid of all of it. No. Still got to be me. That's right. But, yeah. I'm impressed, though, with like how aware you are of everything, too. Mm -hmm. I try. I was in therapy before I met John. I, so I, my whole life, I had never, like been to therapy or anything and then prior to meeting him I had seen this great lady for like five weeks and I was so excited about the idea of like seeing someone because I was always, like everyone puts like a weird thing like they're ashamed or something of talking to someone and I'm like it's a great unbiased opinion and just like an outlet and so she's the first one that really helped me I think in leading up to meeting John of her she was like you should go and just let go and like be free and I'm like that's where it all started so it kind of like a, a snowball effect meeting her and talking you're already her. working on yourself and yeah you're becoming aware yeah. yeah and so I'm like okay and then it all evolves into this and I'm like thankful for it so what does success look like to you not like just monetarily or career-wise just like a successful life happiness and what is, what is happiness? Like, how does that play out? If you were going to design happiness or like, what is it? It's a tough question. <laughs> um, I mean, for like my life in particular, mm -hmm. for you, what fills you with the most happiness? Like, what do you want your life to feel like, to look like, to be full of, to have a happy life? What is that to you? I'm so bad at answering questions. Oh, you're great at them. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think just healthy balance and doing what you want and being who you are. Obviously, if you're in a relationship, being happy in that and being open, you know, to communication with that and not holding back anything. And if you love your job, you love your job. If you don't love your job, find something you do love. I love my job. I love my boyfriend. I love our dogs. I love our friends. So I'm happy. That's, that's, that's success in my opinion, a successful life, full circle of just find what you love and stick with it. What do you think makes a successful relationship? Because John said something so sweet. He's like, this is the healthiest relationship I've ever <laughs> been in. He was talking about with you. Yeah. So what makes y'all's relationship so healthy? Um, communication 1000%. So y'all are great at communicating. Yes. It's, it's been a slow slow road to it because when we first met you know if, if there was anything that ever like hurt my feelings or if he did something I'd be like you know can we talk and he's like well, maybe we just shouldn't be together and I'm like well maybe we should just talk how about that idea 
Because he, and, you know, I don't, his past is his past and he's, you know, never had a relationship where he had to communicate or be open to th- these things. And so I'm like, well, let's be adults and have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And so I think that and just respect, like, especially with his lifestyle, there's girls everywhere and there's Instagram and things that, you know, come up on Instagram and it's just communication and respect and love for one another. Definitely make it and keep it how do you deal with all the girls I mean I think it's funny most of the time like I I love how much girls love him because I love him and I see what they see and then they see it 10 times more somehow (laughs) but most of the time they're respectful which is great and then you know there's always going to be those that aren't which we just laugh about it at the end of the day but does John make you feel safe within y'all's relationship and the girls yeah yeah there was a the other night we were out and this junk guy was like total party fan he was in his 30s or so and he brought these two girls over which clearly I was there with John Mm -hmm. but we had some other friends in the setting and um this guy I mean it's just these two girls that came over and this one girl sat down next to him and you could tell I mean they had had some cocktails and she was working it she was on a mission yeah and John looks over and he's like babe you good like you good and I'm like I'm good babe you do your thing you talk talk to those girls but he's always sweet about just you know casually being like this is my girl mm-hmm. like I got you you good you good so he's he's good at that because I know it's part of the job like he can't be rude to people or he can't you know one girl asked him for a kiss in Australia he's like you know I can't do that <laughs> and I'm like sitting in the back seat and he's in the front passenger and he's like I guess she, she's like I'm married. It doesn't matter. And I'm like, oh my God. I like, what is with people? (laughs) But he, he finds a way of, you know, having humor in it and making it, you know, so they're not offended or they're not like mad at him. It's not, not making it a big thing. Yeah. And then it still makes me feel comfortable. And he's all, he's been good about that since day one. So I'm lucky for that. Okay, so I want to keep talking to you, but we're already at like an hour, so oh, we're, about to, we're about to do an Instant Pot. We're having dinner oh, after this, which so I'm so excited. excited about. For a minute, Summer, you were teaching me how to cook. Yes, yes. And I still need lessons. Easy peasy recipes, though. Because you're like a really awesome chef. It's fun. I enjoy it. What are your favorite things to cook? You know, my salad. Your salad. You, I mean, you do a good <laughs> salad. The salad's the best, but we, I mean, when we're home, we try to eat home at home as much as we can. And it's always like Mediterranean chicken, easiest marinade ever. And then filet yeah. and salad. And we do like bacon wrapped asparagus and maybe some rice. Love it. But it's like, that's, that's the routine. It's our routine. Hey, I love it. <laughs> so but we're going to do some, um, what are we doing? Coconut tonight? chicken curry. Curry. So good. I'm With so excited. Squash. I'm so excited. Oh my God. It's going to blow your world. I'm excited that you brought out this phenomenal recipe. I can't wait. Curry's my jam. So I leave every interview with leave your light. Okay. So just leave some inspiration to people listening on what you, through all your life, through all of your journey, what you would like to share with people that you think they should know to help them in their life that you have learned. I would say Every day above ground is a day we're celebrating. So my mom always said this growing up when we go to dinner, they'd be like, are you guys celebrating anything? And, you know, everyone's like, no. And she's like, life. Because it is every day that you're happy and alive and healthy. And even if you're not healthy or even if you're not entirely happy, you're still alive and it's a great day. So that's that. that's my thing. So I always say that now when everyone, they're like, oh, are you celebrating them with life? Thanks, mom. I love that. So it's it's good. It keeps you grounded and it keeps you like in check mm-hmm. in those moments when when you do go to dinner or lunch and they ask you that. Just keep that in mind. Every day above ground is a day worth celebrating. It's a nice reminder. Amen to that. Yep. Summer Fawn, Carolyn Duncan. <laughs> it was such a pleasure having you on. Over and out. It's been fun. And this is your first podcast. This is my first podcast. You killed it. I'm so excited for dinner. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Okay, you're the best. Bye. Bye. 
Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. During the Right Rug Flooring Hello Summer Sale, you'll find savings throughout the store, all backed by the right price guarantee, including carpet with a lifetime stain warranty, only $159 installed with pad. That's right, $159 includes expert installation as soon as tomorrow. Visit rightrug.com, R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com to find a showroom near you or schedule a free in-home shopping appointment. Say hello to summer and save. Right Rug Flooring, right here, right now.